The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No. I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, Mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it is going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky. But why do you not know how to interpret the present time? The Gospel of the Lord. May be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. glad to see you all. I'm glad to see you all. I have a question for you. How many of you were baptized? I know you were. I was there. There you go. I was too. And whether you're baptized or whether you're not, I think we can talk about what baptism means. What does it mean when we're baptized? Anybody have any ideas? Anthony. We are the children of God. We're children of God. We're a part of God's family when we're baptized, aren't we? Yeah. Very good. What else? We get water on our foreheads in baptism, and in communion we get bread and wine, don't we? So in both places, God tells us that God loves us, and God will keep us. But there's more to baptism than just being called children of God. Jesus says it here in the text today, and we hear it in our own baptisms too. We're baptized, yes, so that we know God loves us, but also so we know what we're supposed to do and be in the world. We're baptized into work, and we're baptized into life at the same time. There's a few main things that we're supposed to be as baptized people. I want to read them for you, okay? 
over just about all of your baptisms, the pastor said something like this. We're baptizing you to live, and your parents are responsible for this right now. So can everybody look at my nose? And your parents can look at my nose too. You are to live among God's faithful people. You are to bring or be brought by yourself to the word of God and the Holy Supper. You're to learn the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, and the Ten Commandments. You're to hold in your hands and read the Holy Scripture. And you're to be nurtured in faith and prayer. And here's why. So that you might learn to trust God. So that you would proclaim Christ through word and deed. So that you would care for others and the world God made. And you would work for justice and peace. Now those are a lot of big words. So I'm going to say, so you trust God. So you proclaim God. So you care for others and the whole world. And you work for justice and peace. That is what you're baptized into. Trust, proclaim, care, justice, and peace. Let's focus on care. Because I think it's kind of the all-inclusive one. What does it look like for you to care for others? How do you do that? Yeah. Help someone, right? Help them out when they're sick or when they're hurt. How else do you help other people? Put band-aids on, band on them. When they need it, right? And medicine. and medicine. How else? How do you help other people? Working with them. Yeah. If they need help with a chore, you help them with the chore, right? What if someone's lonely? What do you do? You try to help them out. You be their friend. What if someone's hungry? What do you do? Give them food. What if someone's thirsty? What do you do? Give them water. Yeah, you can make them food too, which is really fun. Oh, I like bacon. When someone, when someone's sick, what do you do? Yeah, a box of Kleenex goes a long way, doesn't it? Like I have medicine at my house. I do too. And guess what? Sometimes people get that medicine for me. It's kind of nice. We are to be people that care for others. And every time we remember that we're God's family, we're also supposed to remember that God's family do things. They do really specific things. You are a part of God's family. You are actually my brothers and sisters in God's family. Good to see you. And as God's family, we're to care for others and the whole world that God made. So, or your parents can drive you to the pool or the park that has skates. That's how your parents care for you, right? I'm going to a park today after. And when you're at that park, here's what I want you to do. What? 
I want you to at the park or anywhere else you are this week to remember that you are God's loved, loved, loved children and that you are to care for others and the world God made. So when you're at the park, look at the world that God made and think about how you can care for it. When you're chopping wood, look at the people that God made and think about how you can care for them. No matter where you are, think about you're loved and you can care for others and the world God made. Does that make sense? All right. Should we say a prayer? Let us pray. God, we're very thankful today. We're thankful for our baptisms and for the way that you love all of us. In that love, help us to love other people too and help us to care for everything you made. Be with us no matter where we go and bring us back again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have a snack. of Jesus. Amen. This is a really tough text, but it's anchored in Jesus' baptism. It's a really tough text anchored in Jesus' baptism. He exclaims in the middle of it, I have a baptism with which to be baptized and how I am under stress until it is completed. Jesus understands that his baptism means he has something to do. He has work to do. He has expectations put upon him. And we as people who are joined to Christ in those those baptismal waters, we also have something to do. I read out loud the words that are traditionally said over us in our baptisms, but I thought I'd also point out the words that Jesus says about his own baptism, his own calling. And he says this famously from the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is Jesus' work. And we see Jesus do that, don't we? We see Jesus go out, and Jesus is not just intending to, Jesus is insistent that these things happen wherever he goes. 
that the poor would have something to rejoice in, that the blind would actually see, that the oppressed be let go free and the captives be let go free, and the year of the Lord's favor, these people being served and given good things, Jesus said that wherever he went. The kingdom of God has come near. We too have work to do and we too have things to do. And it is in this work that these really tough things that Jesus is talking about are placed. It's in our baptismal callings to trust in God, proclaim Christ through word and deed, care for others in the world God made, and to work for justice and peace. It's in our baptismal work that we now have division. And Jesus says there will be division. Father against son, mother against daughter, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and vice versa. And if you're like me, you're okay with the idea that we're working for these things, and you're okay with the idea that Jesus comes to bring these things, but when we, talk, talk, when we start talking about these family bonds being broken, you just simply sit back and say, why? Why do fathers and sons have to fight if we're working for these things? And why do mothers and daughters have to separate because we're working for these things? I don't understand why division has to be a part of this. Why not bring peace, Jesus? Here's a really neat theory in family systems. I was a psychology major in college. There's a really neat theory in family systems that when you go back into your families, you just kind of reassume the places that you once were inside those families. So you might be 20, 30, 40 years removed from your family systems. But once you surround yourself either with your siblings or with your parents or anybody else that's from that original family system, you will inevitably revert to the last time you spent significant amounts of time with them. For example, Kristen knows that when I go home and visit my family, my brothers, probably over Christmas break the next time we're there, it will be a very short amount of time before I'm cracking jokes that have about a high school level of humor. <laughs> and for some reason at 31, I still want to see who's the fastest, right? Now that's a very silly example, but it's also a very useful example. We all have family systems that are wonderful in that they make us grow and they put us into the world, hopefully with a little bit of equipping so that we can do these things. After all, God entrusts us at the beginning of baptismal promises to lift these things up in one another. But then there comes a time when I have to be a little bit different than my family system made me to be. I have to either go somewhere else or do something else. My whole world can no longer be swallowed by whether or not I'm faster than my brothers. And my whole world can no longer be held by staying close to the family line. We have it in Genesis, right? At least the beginning of it. 
a man will leave his parents and join himself to another? You recognize these things in the rest of life that eventually we are no longer part of the family systems that gave us birth, but we are now part of a greater and greater calling. But it gets hard, right? It gets hard when you become the parent and when you become the thing that's being left. It gets hard when you're being called outside of the thing that you love the most. It gets hard, really, really hard to do these things because we start to find out that we love these things almost more than the calling that we've been given by God. And what a wonderful, blessed thing that is. And also, you'll be called out of it. You'll be called to different places and you'll be called to different things. Not because there's some sadistic God out there that doesn't want you to find happiness. But because there's a God that wants to care for the whole world and sees it fit that you and I will be the ones to do that. We're children of God. And that is our primary family. We're children of God. And that's our primary responsibility. We'll go to places we never even knew existed. And we'll be in situations with people we never even thought would live. But in the midst of it all, there's a God that's telling us to care for others and the world God made. And there's a God that's telling the rest of the world to care for us, too. This is a tough calling. The neat thing is that God baptized God's self into this calling too. After all, Christ did not stay in heaven in a place that, believe me, is far better than this. Christ did not say that I'm only going to live with my father or in my father's house. Christ did not say that I'll stay forever with this holy family that I've been given into. Rather, God went to places that God did not see before. And God went into places with people that God had not met before. God was born into a body that God had not held before. And as God answered God's own baptismal calling, look at the beautiful, beautiful things that happened. We live... And we have this calling because Christ first answered it for us. And we can trust that this path is both difficult and good. There will be three weeks, four weeks, between now and when the next time we hear God talking about the separation of family. It will be September 8th. In these weeks, I want you to consider what it is you're being called to. I want you to consider paying and giving up anything 
that stands in the way. As Lutherans, I'll quote a mighty fortress. If they should take our house, goods, honor, child, or spouse, if life be wrenched away, they cannot win the day. The kingdom, the important part, is ours forever. Give it all up. Give it all up. And follow Christ. God be with you in this discernment. God be with you in this challenge. God be with you in the fire of this baptism. And God meet you on the road as you go. Amen.